Hello everyone, it's Olga from SEO Sly. This is SEO podcast by SEO Sly. Uh, today I have a very special guest, David Bain from Casting Cred. And welcome, David. I am very happy to have you here. Thanks for inviting me. Great to be on with you, Olga. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I, I, I used to be like on the other side of the fence. I think I was interviewed by you at least two times or yeah. For, for the SEO uh, SEO in 2022 and 2023 book, but now I am like, <laughs> it's, it's different, yeah. Now you're on the yeah. interviewer side. Yeah, I am, I am the interviewer. So if uh, there is someone who doesn't know you, uh, can you like briefly introduce yourself? What do you do? Like, like sure. what's your I'm story with of... SEO? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, present day, I'm the founder of Casting Cred. That's a niche B2B content agency specializing in podcasts, video shows and books. How I got into that, I first started being involved in SEO way back in 2003 when I was uh, a bit more of a kind of internet entrepreneur, publishing my own websites, making money from Google AdSense and figuring mm -hmm. out SEO along the way. Um, that did okay. I ended up getting a few sites that um, got uh, kicked off um, many places. <laughs> uh, long story, but um, basically I ended up um, doing SEO in-house, managing an SEO team for an agency, uh, being head of SEO, but I'm also kind of a digital marketing manager in general. So I've done a few different things in the past. So yeah, 2003, so that's like almost 20 years. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I know I still look 21, but hey ho. Yeah, you do. And yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so much experience. But can you tell me more about those uh, first sites? Because I, I also used to, used to have um, maybe a little bit later, around 2010, 28, 29, I was playing with AdSense to Sure. Um, so, affiliate marketing as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can talk about most things digital marketing wise. I mean, back in two thousand and three, Google existed, but its algorithm was very, very basic. And essentially, you just built any link to your site, you could actually start to rank for it. So um, I was, I guess, fairly fortunate to be involved in those days. Um, I was um, building niche sites and ranking on the top of Google for very competitive terms that were individual keywords were bringing me over a thousand visits per day. And from that, from those traffic levels, um, I was uh, essentially making a full-time income through Google AdSense. So that's the code that you get from, from Google to display different ads on your site relevant to your content. And um, yeah, that was, that, that was, that, that was, that was good. Um, I wasn't, massively passionate about it but it was quite amazing how much money it was possible to make mm -hmm. uh, back then by doing that sort of thing um fast forward maybe a couple of years 2005 2006 i was just at a couple of local networking events and people were asking me well how do you actually do that uh, and um i had enough people ask me and i was thinking okay well i might as well actually train people on how to do this so in 2007 i delivered my first internet marketing seminar uh, in wow. Edinburgh in Scotland. And uh, I actually recorded that in video. So it's it's available on YouTube now. So if you search oh. 
13 Pillars of Internet Marketing. That's the seminar that I delivered back in 2007, to, which is yeah, 15 years ago. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and um, now you are like, you're, do you have like sites now? Do you like have your own sites with ads, with ads or with uh, affiliate marketing, like, like affiliate links or have you like completely switched to like yeah i've, got, I've completely switched off I, I might have one or two that that happens to exist um but um i i don't spend any effort on them whatsoever it it doesn't really interest me to be honest with you uh -huh. I, I i like like full business models where we're actually focusing on delivering a service or or, or a product or something other than selling something on behalf of someone else and making a commission. So I, I know I could probably make decent money from it, but it's it's not particularly interesting for me. Yeah, yeah, I have like the same problem because yeah, I, I created a lot of such sites and then I simply lost all the interest in maintaining them. Some of them are like running running on their own for five or more years. Mm. And so some income comes from them still, but yeah, like this is, once I created SEO Sly, I felt that, yeah, the motivation is like totally different from what I had when I was like creating those sites just for the sake of income. Exactly. You, you, you've got to listen to what you love to do internally and, and, and follow that. Otherwise, if you're working really hard at it, you're going to just get fed up of it and stop doing it, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. So like, so tell me more about what's your specialty now within SEO, like what's your thing, what's your focus, what are you mo most interested in? Tell me more about your like, about casting cred, because yeah, I want to learn more. <laughs> sure. Um, so at the same, you know, r roughly the same time, first of all, so 2006 was when I first published my first podcast as well. I mean, I was experimenting with lots of different digital channels at the time, and I really was intrigued by this podcasting opportunity and I didn't treat it that seriously at the time because I didn't see it being a serious revenue generating opportunity you know Google was the opportunity to drive lots of traffic and generate income using ads and I thought podcasting was a an interesting niche sideline really and it wasn't for another five years or so before I, I really started taking podcasting seriously. And I decided, look, I really love the medium. I, I love talking or interviewing people. I've done a lot of interview type podcasts. So um, one of the jobs that I did in the past, kind of pre-internet, was uh, a recruitment consultant. And that gives you nice skills to to interview people, to ask questions uh -huh. and keep the conversation going. Um, so I, I launched my my first really serious podcast in 2014 i think it was uh, called digital marketing radio and that 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 did really well and i, I was um on a weekly basis on a consistent basis publishing um regular episodes so i, I published about 200 episodes or so of of that particular show and in its heyday, uh, about 2017 or so, I was getting about 20,000 listens per month, which is, is wow. really nice numbers. And if you searched back then Apple Podcasts for digital marketing, I was regularly featured in the top 10 of podcasts there. Um, but I was, I was keeping very busy. Um, I also happened to be working full time um, at the time, producing digital marketing courses for another company. Uh, and um, 
it, it, you can't you can't do too much. So I decided to have a little bit of a a break and and, and think about what I wanted to do next. And at the same time, I had a few people because of the success of Digital Marketing Radio reach out to me to say, "Can you host a podcast for us? Can you can you produce this for us as well?" So uh, I had people coming to me asking me to do that sort of thing. And um, by the time I got you know three or four different clients, it, it seemed sensible to actually build a business around that. So hence casting cred and that, that's why I offer those kinds of services. Okay. And how many people are there? Is it just you or do you have like a team? Yeah, well, I've got a team of outsourced workers. So at the most I use about seven different people to, to, to mm-hmm. do different things for me. Um, but I, I mean, I've had employees in the past. Um, I don't have any <laughs> massive desire to have employees, but I, 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 I may have them in the future, but at the moment it, it's me and outsourced workers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, how many podcasts of your own do you have now? I know you you are doing Rank Rank Ranger, right? Yeah, well, well SEO type podcasts. So I've got um, um, Rank Ranger, as you, as you said. I also produce um, a show for Majestic, a show for, a show for Inlinks as well, and I also host this annual series. Um, um, for Majestic. So we've done two so far anyway, at least. Um, so annual, at least for two years. Um, first one was called SEO in 2022. We're just about to publish SEO in 2023. So last year I interviewed 66 top SEOs and um, this series was podcast series, yes, but a video series and also made into a book as well. Um, so so hence that that's the kind of service that I offer people. I think it's really... It, it, they link together in terms of it's easier to produce uh, a book out of a video series and a podcast series. So that's why I offer those kind of services. But anyway, this year I've produced um, an even bigger project for them. Um, it's it's just about to be launched. The book will be launched on the 6th of December uh, 2022. So um, as we're recording this in just under a month's time. And we're, we're going to be doing a big live um, live stream launch um, on on the majestic channels, and the book itself will be just about five hundred pages long, which is ridiculous. Oh. It, it's about one hundred eighty thousand words, so it really is a massive project. Wow, wow, that's nice. <laughs> and uh, do you produce like some other well known podcasts you can share? Like, yeah, I mean, so uh, I I produce other podcasts for different brands that I don't necessarily host myself as well. Um, one other series that I host myself is as a series that um, I've only recorded about twelve or so episodes so far. It's called the Strategic Marketing Show. It's a it's for a brand called Insights for Professionals, and that that's a weekly show at the moment there as well. Um, but I mean, apart from that, I produce shows for B2B brands. So I like long sales cycles. I've, I've actually got quite a few legal clients. So I've got mm-hmm. a few barristers chambers. Um, I've got a few clients in the IP field as well um, and um, other areas of software as well. Wow, that's nice. So uh, 2006, your first podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, that's when I published yeah, my first podcast like, episode, yeah. I didn't even know what what podcast <laughs> meant at that time, so well, most <laughs> people really didn't, like yeah. <laughs> pioneering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I think back then only about 10,000 podcasts existed in the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and do you know how many exist now? I mean, there is now. So, yeah. so there's over 2 million now, um, uh-huh. but the, it's growing quickly. About five years ago, it was about 200,000, and now it's over 2 million. 
Oh, so yeah, this is like, yeah, getting getting a momentum going. We'll see how my podcast grows. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to learn from you about podcasting because, yeah, I'm a to total newbie. So, for example... Ask me anything. <laughs> yeah, so like, what's your setup when it comes to equipment? What, okay, what so do I mean, I don't use? necessarily recommend my setup to someone getting started uh, because I've got quite a complicated setup. I've got um, a microphone that I wouldn't necessarily recommend for a starter because if you go too far away from it, you're just not going to hear me. And if I do, I go too close. I'll, I'll speak into the microphone here for a second. I'll go plosives, and it's uh -huh. it's not a very nice noise when you go into the microphone right close to it. Because you, so this microphone um, is. Is not what I'd recommend. Um, uh -huh. It's it's it, it's a sure microphone, and it's 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 a it's it's called the Elvis mic, or it looks like uh -huh. the Elvis mic that that used to use in the fifties. But I I tend to, uh, I mean my 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 setup from the mic goes into um, a kind of a digital. Um, compressor um, I'm using EQ so I'm emphasizing certain frequencies in the voice and I've got what's called a noise gate in there as well I've got another bit of equipment called a roadcaster as well so I've got, I've got a quite a few bits of equipment but for someone starting out uh, I highly recommend getting a microphone called the Samson Q2U and um, it's mm -hmm. what you call a dynamic microphone so there's two different there's two main different types of microphone there's a condenser microphone and a dynamic microphone um, a condenser microphone is good for picking up the full voice frequency but it's also good for picking up absolutely everything in the room which isn't a good thing for podcasts because it will pick uh -huh. up your computer fan noise or other things that ha are happening in your house so uh -huh. generally a, a dynamic microphone has a smaller sweet spot and if you position a dynamic microphone three or four inches away from your mouth and you're speaking not directly into it about 45 degrees um, about three or four inches away from it you'll get a really nice sound or the best sound for a non-professional environment like a home studio so this samson qtu microphone um also has a usb out output as well so you can plug it directly into your PC, your, your your computer, and you can also plug your your headphones into the bottom of it as well. So as well as hearing your guests, you can also hear you talking as well. So that'll give you an indication as to how you're using the microphone and what you need to do to improve your audio at the same time. Um, it only costs about £80, $80, €80. Euros. Oh. So it's not that expensive. So get that and a boom arm um, and then... For the vast majority of people, that's the best starter microphone. Uh huh. And how about the like uh, the software? What do you use? Well, there are lots of different approaches. Um, the key thing is to begin with is how you record your podcast episodes. So I know you're using Streamyard to record your yeah. your, your podcast. Um, Streamyard's a great piece of software uh, for live streaming. It's okay for recording podcast episodes. Uh, uh -huh. It doesn't record um, people in full quality because what it does is it uses oh. over-the-internet recording. So the quality of the recording that reaches StreamYard depends on the quality of the internet connection and whether there are any glitches or not. Um, there are lots of pieces of specialist podcast recording software nowadays. Um, things like Riverside remotely 
Zencaster, what they do is they record each participant locally on their own machines, um, just the individual file, and then the file was sent to the producer afterwards, and then those individual files can be edited separately and then combined together and then produced as a podcast episode. Um, using then you then you asked about software for editing. Um, I mean, I personally use Adobe Audition, um, or at least someone on my team now does um, to, to to edit. Um, podcasts but it doesn't really matter quite so much about editing software there's the key is the quality of the audio that you're putting into it I mean, audio can be tweaked a bit eq can be te- com- uh, tweaked a bit compression can be added background noise can be taken away but the most important thing is the quality of the audio that you get from the recording to begin with uh-huh okay so i didn't even know yeah i i chose Streamyard as the like the easiest choice but mm. But then it's like, okay. It's okay. I mean, you, you <laughs> use it at the moment. You know, do do it for the next twenty or forty episodes or so, and then review it. Don't uh-huh. just change for the sake of it. Um, uh, I think that's a good time frame to think of producing a podcast. You know, at least twenty episodes. Commit to your setup, and then just do it. Keep on publishing episodes, and then re- review and improve after that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, do you have like a like your preferred hosting platform or does it really matter where I host my podcast? Um, it, it does matter. Uh-huh. Lots of different podcast hosts are, are, are getting better. The, the, the hosting service that I use and, and recommend is Captivate, Captivate.fm. Um, they're really progressive in terms of the different options that they offer podcasters, and it's a really nice look and feel. It's it's almost a joy to use the website. There's some older, more reliable hosts that Libsyn like, like Libsyn that are very good as well. Um, but yeah, I'm now tend to gravitate towards Captivate. Uh huh. Okay, because I, I haven't even uh, heard about this, but. I was like thinking about where to host and finally I decided to have everything like three things in one place. So I, I went with Kajabi because Kajabi oh. is like for courses. It also has a podcast and email marketing. We'll see if it was a good idea. <laughs> well, the key thing is um, how difficult is it to move? Uh, so uh-huh. if you do decide to move in the future, then are you welded to Kajabi because of an RSS feed and their unwillingness to redirect the feed if you do want to mm-hmm. um, to leave? So, so that's a question that I'd ask them. I'd say, look, what happens if I do want to leave in the future? What happens to my podcast feed? Will you 301 redirect it to a new feed? If they can't commit to do that, then I wouldn't particularly recommend that platform. I don't know the answer to that question, but I think that's an important uh-huh. um, question to get an answer to before moving forward too much. Okay, yeah, that's another great piece of advice. Okay, so this is like uh, the technical technical thing, but how would you like, what are some of the tips if I'm just starting out like for for the length of uh, episodes, for the frequency, for should I like have a separate website for for a podcast, or is it okay if I use the default one that the host host uh, the, the po- podcast host provides me with? 
You don't have to have a separate website. The, the key thing is, is to have control of your own RSS feed. Um, yeah, I, I used to highly recommend using a WordPress plugin called PowerPress. Um, mm-hmm. And then that, that's, that's brought to you by a company called Blueberry. And then you can actually, if you're using WordPress um, to publish content, then you can actually just publish your podcast episodes as as WordPress posts, uh, and then um, host your podcast file somewhere else like Libsyn, and then take the MP3 of your file and add it to your post. And that would automatically generate an update, uh, a podcast-specific RSS feed that you could submit to different podcast directories. I think nowadays hosts are a bit more reliable, and you can probably just rely on their RSS feed, and you can rely on them to redirect your feed if you choose to move on. Um, so Libsyn are good for that. They, they will certainly redirect your feed if you leave them. Captivate are, are, are good like that as well. Um, so I would be comfortable nowadays just simply publishing the, the podcasts on, on Captivate. I would probably set the permalink for each episode as a link on your website from an SEO perspective, uh, because the way the RSS feed works is once you publish a podcast is that it gets distributed to, to different podcast directories and some podcast directories will take the RSS feed and actually list the different episodes on their website and sometimes link back from the episode posts to the permalink of the post that you've stipulated um, mm-hmm. in, in, in the publishing process. So I would probably tend to recommend having a... Um, a post f- on your site that is the permalink for an individual episode, probably to maximize the SEO advantage for a podcast. Okay, okay. How about doing SEO for for a podcast for an SEO podcast? Yeah, I mean the the stats that you can get from the phrases that people search um, are difficult difficult to find so you know, you can't really find out what people are searching for on apple podcasts as far as, far as i know but i think the best way to optimize um for, for for that platform for example is simply by using um long tail phrases that you can find on services like also asked and and mm-hmm. think about your episode title and the structure of your episode and then think about those long tail questions, maybe answer the public also asked services like that, and then incorporate a, a question that they've that that service has recommended within the uh, as the episode title and also perhaps as questions throughout the episode as well, just to demonstrate what your episode is about and hopefully give you an opportunity to, to rank for that phrase. Oh, that's that's a nice tip. And how about like optimizing the name? I want to rank for SEO podcast. Is it enough yeah. to name it an SEO podcast? Well, it it, it helps. It helps. The, the the show name is very important when it comes to what people search for. Um, the challenges is that most people, most platforms, will assume it's a podcast. Um, so it's almost like calling it the SEO podcast podcast uh, because yeah. It, 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 so yeah, you can do that. Um, I think um, perhaps you may think of incorporating some kind of brand within the title as well. I know it's SEO podcast by SEO Sly. Um, you would 
probably uh, have SEO Sly as the author name. I'm not sure if you're actually incorporating SEO Sly as the show name. I mean, is the, is the show name itself just SEO Podcast or is it SEO, SEO Podcast Pod- by SEO Sly? By, by. Because I wanted to have SEO Podcast because my first idea was to know to, to call it SEO Sly Podcast. But then I thought maybe SEO Podcast, to have this SEO Podcast will be better by SEO I, I- Sly and the author is me. I have the feeling that some podcast platforms may consider by SEO Sly as being the author as opposed to being part of the show title. Um, Uh So I would probably tend to gravitate towards calling it something a bit more convoluted like the SEO Sly SEO podcast or Uh maybe maybe something like that. SEO podcast, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, the SEO Sly SEO podcast. Uh, it's it's it sounds a bit daft, but um, I don't think it would turn people off when the podcast listed in search engines. It might it might be more acceptable to 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 the podcast directories out there. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And uh, how about uh, the frequency of publishing? Does it matter if I publish every day or twice a week it or once? Yeah, yeah, it matters, but um, it's what you can commit to without killing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you, okay. You don't want to. You don't want to start off once a day and then two months later never want to do it ever again in your life. Um, I. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can do podcasts as series, um, um, but um, or or seasons, American mm-hmm. friends. Uh, and, um, you know, you could do maybe 12 episodes on a particular topic and then pause for a few months and come back to it. Uh, the challenge with that is you are going to be dropping the rankings when you're not publishing. And also, if you uh-huh. are taking a break, there is a chance you won't come back anyway, even though if you, even if you intend to come back. Other things will happen. I think it's easier to keep on publishing if you commit to publishing on a regular basis. I think if you're publishing less than once a week, then... Nowadays, it's really difficult to achieve any significant organic success um, for your podcast. In other words, if you're publishing once every two weeks or once a month, you shouldn't really expect to receive many listens organically from Apple Podcasts and platforms like that, uh, because there are more and more podcasts out there nowadays. Um, so you should be publishing, the more frequently you publish, as long as if you're publishing decent content, the more you're the more likely you're going to be ranking organically more quickly on these platforms and and, and getting tra- traffic directly from them uh-huh okay and uh, how long does it take to to start like getting some real numbers so let's say i commit commit to publishing two episodes per week at least how long will it take me this is like an seo question how long will yeah, it take in- me in general, I'm not going to say it depends. I can say in general, uh, I would hope that within six months uh, you'll see traction. Uh-huh. Now, you will get a trickle of traffic um, from Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, and Google Podcasts and and perhaps even Apple, um, Amazon Music and Audible. Um, so th- those are all places that you should be having your podcast in. Um, but nowadays, realistically, um, it's a mistake just to publish a podcast and expect for 
thousands of people to suddenly discover you naturally, organically through through these uh, platforms because there are loads of podcasts out there. You can raise yourself head and shoulders above the competition by just advertising a little bit and promoting your podcast using other channels. So every time you publish an episode, maybe you can publish a quick email to your list to have a quick summary of your episode and, and link to your episode. Every time you publish an episode, maybe you can have a, a social video um, that you produce, which is like a one minute long video that uh, includes captions, uh, a, a great quote uh, from your episode, and then mm -hmm. publish it on Facebook, publish it on, on Twitter, publish it on LinkedIn, and also pay to promote it a little bit on Facebook as well. Um, ideally, to an audience that includes iPhone users. And then if you're doing that, drive people towards an Apple podcast subscribe link as well. So tailor your ads towards that kind of audience if you're doing it on Facebook advertising. If, you, if you're spending something like $10 an ad on Facebook, you're much more likely to, 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 to grow that audience more quickly uh, because once you start getting a few hundred people to listen to it, you know, they'll naturally send signals to the podcast platforms mm -hmm. and on what they're listening to. And the podcast platforms will be more likely to recommend your show because of that. Okay. And I think recently Google um, released um, Google ads for podcasts, if I'm correct, like, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago, I, I heard, I heard, I read some somewhere that there's right, okay. I, I haven't even, um, focused on that, to be honest with you, because I tend to really stay close and my, my focus of producing the content for my clients. So I, I, I tend not to focus too much on on the promotion or other marketing services, because I think um, it's it's better for me because I enjoy that. And it's probably better for my clients because I, I do a good job of focusing on, on j just a few things. But that's that's interesting. So have you heard much about it? I mean, is it is it using just text ads? So what, what, what type of advertising are we talking about here? To be honest, I don't know. I think that it is for, for example, yeah, I think I think all types of, of, of ads. Okay. That, that's my and, thought. And is it is it just promoting podcasts on Google Podcasts? Because obviously I, Google Podcasts is a distribution platform, yeah, publishing platform. I believe so, yeah. Okay. I don't think if, if you can I, I'm I, I I think so, but yeah, I, I I may check that if I if I decide to like go that route, but I will maybe try without ads for now. Yeah, I, but, I would say it's worthwhile experimenting with. If it's mm -hmm. just Google Podcasts, the platform that it promotes podcasts to, it, it, it wouldn't interest me quite as much because um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are where the majority of listeners are. Um, so uh -huh. if you can... I, ideally, what, what you, need, you need to do is segment your audience, your Facebook advertising, to people who are fans of... who, who, who like the Spotify page and um, people who are on iPhones, so two, two different audiences, um, and then just kind of small um, ads to, to, to each one of them. So ideally, the way that Facebook advertising um, would work best for podcasts is, first of all, you take that short video that I, I recommended that you have from each episode of a minute or so, um, you publish it, hopefully square video format with, with captions on it, uh, really interesting snippets from the show, um, and then, 
you also, well, once you start publishing a few episodes, you create a trailer for your show. Mm -hmm. So your trailer should be just two or three minutes long or so as well. And be you saying, you know, listen to the SEO podcast brought to you by SEO Sly. Um, our show is different because it's got this in it. And then show clips from a few different people. We also talk about this and this uh, and, and, and that, you know, subscribe to the podcast. So it's, it's that kind of thing in a trailer for your show. So your trailer should be published in audio form on your podcast host, video form on YouTube, and also used as a follow-up ad on Facebook. So mm -hmm. you've got a two-step sequence. You've got your first ad, which is your clip um, from your individual episode. And then if people engage with that, if they watch maybe more than half of it, then send them the trailer ad um, look to see what they're consuming Facebook on. If it's on iPhone, send them the link to Apple Podcasts. Um, and then people that aren't actually um, watching an iPhone, maybe you, you don't have an ad to them. Maybe you split test to see if sending an ad to people who like the Spotify page also converts to being a, a, a mm -hmm. Spotify subscriber. So, so I think there are lots of neat things you can do with Facebook advertising to, to, to promote podcasts. Yeah, that, that sounds really interesting. Okay, and, and how about the length of an episode? Like, what do you think is like the, the best length? Of course, it may differ from industry to industry, but, but for example, when I listen to podcasts, I usually prefer the ones that are at least like 45 minutes because I know that there will be like enough information. I will actually learn something new. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's your individual preference, and it's it's good to know. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's exactly what your target audience are looking for. It, mm -hmm. There are many different considerations. Uh, if your podcast is maybe just you talking or just you getting some specific facts about a very niche topic from someone, then maybe they can share succinctly everything that they want to share about that topic in 10 minutes. And if, if that's the case, you know, that's fine as well. It's, it's fine to have a podcast between five minutes and hours long, as long as if the listeners are liking the content. Um, mm -hmm. Now, there, there are many caveats to that. I would tend to be consistent about the podcast episode length you know it's got to be the kind of length that that, that appeals to you personally that, that that you enjoy making um but it mm -hmm. certainly shouldn't be too long uh, i i've i've listened to podcast episodes more than three hours long you know I, I i would also subscribe to a podcast that's that's five minutes long as long as if for instance i hear that you would be a big big turnoff for short episodes if if you don't get straight to the point um i.e if you're introductory ramble or your intro section goes on more than a couple of seconds and um, then it's it's too much for a short podcast so if you've got a very short podcast less than 10 minutes in length get straight to the topic you'll be very very succinct because for a short podcast episode uh, people might um, line up lots of different episodes to listen to um, all at once. And there's one thing that's going to turn off, it's uh, turn them off. It's going to listen, um, li listening to the same introduction and the same outro uh -huh. every single episode. That, that, that would be horrific. So straight to the content, yeah. if it's a short episode, if it's a long episode, you can get, get away with more. Uh -huh. Okay, that's, that's a great tip. And what are in your 
opinion like the worst things, the worst mistakes that we can do when it comes to producing producing podcasts, like if I'm a newbie, what should I avoid doing? There are so many mistakes that you can make and it's almost worthwhile not even thinking about them until you've published 20 episodes just to get the uh -huh. experience, just to get the frequency okay. going. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. But in summary, a few things guests not being the same level. Um, so it's natural when you're having a conversation with someone that someone's microphone is hotter or at a higher level than the mm -hmm. other participant. If that's the case, then you need to level them in your audio editing software before it's published. Otherwise, it's going to be really annoying for the listener to turn down the volume when one person's talking. Um, carrying on the interview when you know it's rubbish. Uh, so... <laughs> it, I think generally people are very polite and they want to, uh, they think that the participant has has taken all their time and, and you need to record everything they say and, and, and publishing it. Uh, but if, if their audio quality is rubbish, if they don't have headphones, a decent microphone and a reasonable internet connection, if you're relying on the internet for recording and you're getting a horrible noise. Feel free to say to someone half, you know, a minute or so into the recording, look, I'm sorry, but we're not getting a good recording here. We can either reschedule or maybe just call it a day here. Um, so don't be afraid of saying things like that. Um, uh -huh. Be aware of horrible noises that can come into the recording as well. So things like people touching the microphone, things like horrible mouth noises, mouth clicks. So some people... Uh, make this kind of noise before they say anything. They're just about to answer a question and they go, yeah, another thing is, and if you, and so, so those mouth clicks are horrible. So um, try, try to be aware of what you're doing as a host and what, what you do on a regular basis and attempt not to be consistent about those kind of noises. Um, there's uh -huh. also something called plosives to be aware of. So bees and a p Please make that kind of horrible noise if you're too close to a microphone. So bursts of air um, aren't great to be doing directly into a, a microphone. I already mentioned don't make the intro too long. I think people, because of YouTube, are used to really short intros. Um, and also don't have too many kind of in-house jokes. Uh, if you're hosting it with a a co-host, don't make it just a fun conversation between you two. Think of the guest and, and get to the topic um, mm -hmm. in reasonable time. Okay. Okay, that's that's really really interesting. I, I haven't really thought about those things. So, so I should wait until 20 episodes and then <laughs> review what I have done. Yeah, yeah, that's a reasonable rule of thumb. Don't, don't, don't reactively make too many changes. I mean, it's the same as... Your SEO and content, obviously, you you need to give Google a little bit of time just to to chew on the content that you've published um, before making too many changes. If you're making changes every day, then you don't know what's good, good impact the ranking. Mm -hmm. And uh, how about ads? Some people like uh, like to add some ad within uh, within the podcast. Some do it uh, in the middle. Some do it at the start, at the end. Like what are you, your you've got, got to be careful with that yeah I, I I certainly wouldn't do any to begin with because your main aim is probably gr growing your audience to begin with and realistically mm -hmm. every single ad that you have is going to put people off a little bit I mean if your podcast gets popular perhaps you can have a um, a, a mid section 
um, natural ad read um, throughout the podcast episode. But it depends on the purpose. You, you have to define your core purpose of your podcast. I mean, if your podcast is to perhaps drive more leads, more business towards SEO Sly, then why are you perhaps driving people away from your podcast to other people um, when mm -hmm. you could be driving more business to yourself? So my clients are mostly B2B. They, they've got their own businesses already and their primary reason for having a podcast is to drive authority um, to themselves personally and also their business brand. And by having ads on there, the, the, the authority is going to... Um, drain away. So in in general, ads certainly aren't right for, for, for my clients. And if you as a business want to attract more customers, then focus on that. Have a great call to action to, to drive people towards what you do. Yeah, because at first, like a year, a year and a half ago, I added ads on my to, my to my website. But then after I think a month, I decided that I, I think I'm not going to do that because it kind of destroys the entire site. And then my purpose was actually to like drive people to SEO Sly instead of exactly. instead of like yeah and I've one call yeah. to action. Yeah, yeah, and because there is one podcast, I, SEO podcast, which I think until you can listen to what they're saying, you need to like skip for at least five minutes because they keep advertising. So from that perspective, it is like, it is also like for me personally a bit annoying and I prefer, but yeah, this is like my, my preference only. Okay. So um, are there any, uh, any other tips you can share for podcast owners? There's almost no limit to the tips, but um, it, it, it depends on the angle or, or kind of what you want to talk about. I mean, I, mean, I guess um, I would just say think of things from a listener perspective and the listener's um, level of acceptance of poor quality audio um, has, has, has certainly um, diminished, which means if you're publishing audio that... Um, would be okay for a Zoom webinar or a Zoom conversation, but realistically, you would never expect to hear from Spotify or Netflix or other platforms like that. Stop doing it for your podcast and expecting to increase the number of listeners that you've got. Consumers are completely used to what decent audio sounds like nowadays. So live up to their expectations, surpass their expectations and deliver that great quality. Yeah, that's, that's great. And can you share some, some of the mistakes, some epic fall you had with podcasting? Oh, there's, there's, there's many, the more, but the more podcast episodes you, you publish, the more likely you, you are to have mistakes. Like one of these days, Olga, what you're going to do is you're going to record a whole podcast episode and then you're going to look at your software and think, I didn't press the record button. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> or, 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 or perhaps you'll be too polite to say to your guests that their audio quality is rubbish and, and you'll record the whole episode. And it will actually be quite negative for your brand because you're putting mm -hmm. out really inferior quality audio. And that's going to negatively impact what you do as well. Or you'll get the odd um, 
participant that has horrible noise, you'll maybe get uh, some guy with a big beard that's always scraping mm. against the microphone going click, 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 and you're too polite to go, mm-hmm. you want to have a shave before you record, you're, you're record with me or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Let me check if I, if I hit the record. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah it's, it's being recorded. Okay, now it's time for you to plug your own thing, whatever you, you want me to, to plug in, now it's time to do it. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Um, Well, I'll just mention the fact that I've recently published a course on B2B content marketing on LinkedIn Learning. Um, So if you want to check that out, um, I'm sure if you search, I think it's called B2B Foundations Content Uh Marketing or search B2B Content Marketing, my name on on LinkedIn Learning, you can find the course. I I believe if um, people visit the course from my social posts, then you can get 24 hours completely free access to the course. Otherwise, it's just for the paid version of LinkedIn. So if, if you want, if you've got show notes there, Olga, that you're going to put up, um, I can make yeah. sure that you've got the link to my social posts so that your listeners can access the course for free. Okay, that's great. Thanks. I, w- I would love to take a look at that as well. Uh, okay, now I have a question a personal one how does your day look like what do you do how many hours per day you work per per week what's your routine i've i've got a lot better than this uh, at this recently i i think um maybe 10 plus years ago i was um working a lot you know working really hard and believing that it's the hustle that matters but uh-huh. um really it's the clever work that matters um and You've got to ask yourself all the time, you know, how cleverly are clever are you at um, how, how you're working? And you can make, you, you can do a lot better by working in a clever manner, in, a, in an efficient manner. I think that when you're relatively young, when you're maybe in your 20s, it's a good idea to work hard and try lots of different things. But as you get a bit older, you need to really start to think, okay, how can I be more efficient with my time? So I I don't tend to start recording until maybe about 10 o'clock in the morning. If at all possible, I'll record just in the kind of daytime UK time. Occasionally I will record in the evening because I've got quite a few US people that I record in as well. Um, But I'll also take um, at least Friday afternoon off as well. So most of the time I'll work work four and a half days a week. Uh, I've got a nice home office set up here as well, so I don't have to go too far. Occasionally I go into London. I've got a couple of clients there, but, but most of the time nowadays it's not necessary for me to meet clients face to face so it's 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 kind of nice uh, working from home uh, and and great the fact that I've had the opportunity to work in lots of different environments and I can take that experience to home um it's home working is probably not best when you're starting out i guess as a, as a career but um i'm i'm enjoying it now yeah me too me too yeah it took me some about 8 years but yeah i'm i'm now finally fully settled at home <laughs> and this is like great <laughs> and do you ever meet clients face to face as well no no everything is happening online so yeah i am based do you in miss Poland, face to face or, or no. just just experience this no see no, this is me turning into an interviewer now i can't help it now sorry <laughs> <laughs> no it's great like i've been working remotely for about three four years but mm-hmm. now i'm like fully on my own and at my home and everyone is practically in the US or in the UK. So, <laughs> mm, okay. So I love it. 
Okay, right. so how do you stay updated with what's going on in the SEO world? What SEO podcasts do you listen to, if you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's the good thing about hosting podcasts. If you host loads of podcasts, then you don't even necessarily have to listen to podcasts yeah. <laughs> or read other materials. Um, because I interview an average, I would say about 200 SEOs a year um, oh. on... <laughs> Lots yeah, of different so shows you, you and do all the, all the learning. <laughs> exactly. So I can listen to what they're saying. I can take someone else's learning and apply it to a different conversation. So there's no real need for me to to, to learn about SEO. I mean, I'm, I'm not actively do, managing SEO or doing SEO for um, other people. Maybe um, I think about SEO for my own business a little bit, but I don't provide SEO services. So I don't really need to stay absolutely cutting edge i guess mm -hmm. but i'm i'm definitely staying up to speed by by interviewing people instead of consuming content yeah okay and uh, is there some book not necessarily about seo it can be about marketing whatever that you can recommend that you have recently read and you find very useful i tend to listen to books now actually um oh. i use um audible um to to, to listen to, to to a few different books um I'm trying to let me. Um, it's SEO in 2023. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, that's obviously the the majestic book that I produced. But um, I'm just um, as we're talking, just going to get my Audible app open here, just to make sure that I haven't missed anything at all. I'm I'm, I'm actually navigating away from just marketing to, to different types of business books as well, um, to different business success. Uh, I'm trying to find probably the last great book that I've listened to. I was just about to see read there. Um, I mean, Epic Content Marketing, Joe Polizzi, that was a great one. Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. That was a, mm -hmm. a good book as well. This is Marketing by Seth Godin. Um, that was a, a good and good one as well. Um, so those are, th those are three that uh, Ted talks as well. That's quite a, a good one as well. I like reading books that about specific, um, skills that you can pick up. So uh -huh. Ted talks is about speaking in public, but I think reading books on skills like that can be, those skills can be applied to marketing in general as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I'm going to ask you the question I think you ask as well on your podcast, Rain Granger. So what do you think is the area uh, of SEO that we should be focusing on now more uh, like in 2023 and we shouldn't yeah. be like focusing now on? So what's, what's, the, what's this thing for you? I mean, for me, I think a lot of SEOs get lost up in the day-to-day um, you know, what's what's happened today, what's Search Console saying, what's Analytics okay. saying, what's my software saying, how do I react to that? And I don't think enough SEOs really plan for the very long term. Um, so I think there needs to be more, in 2023, there needs to be more year-long content plans. Um, mm -hmm. And if you make a content plan for a year, then you can be really ambitious in the type of content that you produce, but you can also start to do things like break your content down to create different types of content from it. Uh, I mean, the course that I published on LinkedIn, I mean, one of the initial frameworks that I used for that, Hero Hub and Help content. Uh, I also added my own heart 
happy and human content to that. But just looking at Hero Hub and Help content, hero content, big, incredible one-off pieces of content that's likely to get loads of different social shares and really get people engaged and loving it. So what's a one single incredible piece of human con- of hero content Sorry, that you could produce for 2023 if you were to publish it in December 2023? How would you create it? And also actually, how do you take that piece of content and split it down? How do you create an episodic series, hub content, from that piece of content? And also, how do you break down the hub content to get the help content to answer specific questions? I think if you look at content like that, split it down into those three different types of content and plan content one year in advance, then you'll probably be more successful from a content perspective uh, because you'll be thinking more big picture. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great advice. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so now it's time to give a shout out. Who in the SEO or not SEO would you like to give a shout out to? Who should we be following and we aren't? Sure, like uh, there's, there's so, <laughs> so many people that I could give a shout out yeah. to. I can't give a shout out to everyone. Um, but um, for this live stream launch that I'm doing for the SEO in 2023 book on the 6th of December, so it's a four hour live stream. And I've learned the hard way. Um, I mean, I've hosted eight hour plus live streams by myself. And it's been very, very tough to do that. So uh-huh. for this particular live stream, it's a four hour live stream. I'm not going to do it all myself. I've got four co-hosts uh, to help me uh, with this, uh, one for each hour. Um, the first hour, uh, Sishan Gassi. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a really... Um, intelligent SEO um, about more progressive areas like um, AI um, and blockchain as well. Um, so he's a great um, guy to check out to see what he's doing. Olga, uh, you are hosting the second hour, so I'll give you a shout out for that. Um, right. You're doing brilliant things as well. L- love to see you doing your own podcast. Keep it going, keep it consistent. And obviously, I love your checklist as well. I was watching an episode that you did with Dre Devera, um, where you highlighted four different items in your check, 400 different items in your checklist. Um, so <laughs> check out that episode, people, as well. Uh, Olga's hosting the second hour. Pam Unks Cronin, um, she's um, based in New York. Um, she's um, wonderful SEO, really eloquent and a great thinker. Um, Pam and Marketing is is her business, so please check that out. And I mentioned him already, Dre Devera. He hosts the SEO video show. Um, if he, he absolutely just loves um, hosting live video. Um, he just just so loves putting intros <laughs> and uh, adding special effects and things like that. So if you like a bit of fun in your SEO show, then uh, check out um, Dre's show. So th- those are four SEOs to give a shout out to. Okay, thanks. Okay, so where can people find you? Uh, are you active on Twitter? Is it like more LinkedIn? Where, where, yeah, where, where yeah, we can find tw- you? Twitter and LinkedIn are probably the the two social platforms. I, I'm David Bain on both of them. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I was early enough on Twitter, um, early 2007, to be able to grab David Bain as the handle on there. So got that uh-huh. one. And uh, so sometimes I post a bit, sometimes I don't. And then David Bain LinkedIn is, is probably a good place to get me. It's probably the best place to get me socially. And of course, the website castingcred.com. Okay, so David Bain is a popular name. Because you, you, you wouldn't be able to, to grab your handle. Well, 
it's fairly popular uh, and also it was really really tough to get davidbain.com i've relatively recently got that but it took me about oh. 10 years to get it but i still haven't decided what to do with it okay yeah okay so so thank you thank you very much for 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 taking for having uh, this conversation with me i really learned a ton about seo podcasting podcasting and i think the audience will learn a ton too so it Thanks was a pleasure so yeah, so see you in the next episode and yeah, thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.